Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. It's the KSL Movie Show. They gave the audience feelings they weren't sure they should enjoy. The week's big movie review, movie news, games, and prizes. Here's Andy Farnsworth and Steve Sales. Like a slice of butter melting on top of a big old pile of flapjacks. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, that's right. It's the movie show. Who are you, by the way? Uh, yeah. Uh, trust me, it's as weird for uh, me as it is for you hearing an intro that says, here's Andy Farnsworth on the KSL yeah, movie show. Especially lead billing. Oh, sorry. That was the, the day you didn't show up during the oh, contract negotiations. <laughs> uh, it, it was a deal or no deal kind of a thing. I said, oh, if I'm not first, I'm walking. Wow. That and uh, foot down after there. they let me walk and I came back and said, please let me actually do this. They said, OK, fine. No, I'm just giving you. Credit. And because A comes before S, that was my case that I made. Wow, you really A comes covered before this. S in the alphabet. Yeah, I'm just joking. Uh, well, by the way, um, you know, I couldn't even say last week how much I appreciated Doug Wright and all the, the, the years we had together. I couldn't even make words, but I just want Doug to know how. Much we miss him and respect him and love him, and uh, we'll do our very best to make this show as fun and as informational as possible without him. Agreed. It's kind of a reboot slash, uh, I don't know, re... I'm trying to think of the terms that they use in the movies, like, oh, it's a reboot, a reimagining. How about a reimagining? Yeah, that works. There'll <laughs> but, be a few things that are different, but uh, for the most part, it's just about having a good time. Yep, and that's what it comes from. Uh, just for people to get to know me just a tiny bit, love movies, think that's a prerequisite to host the movie show, I would think. I thought you were going to start with, I was born a poor white child. I was born with not a silver spoon in my mouth, but uh, <laughs> a movie, a popcorn bucket in my hand. No, Um I have done uh, movie reviews for KSL 5 TV for about, uh, well, let's see, my first one was uh, about eight years ago, so I've been doing it for a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've been going to critic screenings. Uh, I, If you watch KSL 5 during the noon show, you'll see me uh, do a segment of what to watch each week. Uh, so I don't come unprepared into this role, and I love movies. I love to laugh. Uh, you'll get to see, uh, you know, superhero movies. I'm a huge proponent of those. I'm going to bore Steve. I'm sure many times, or he'll have to make sure I don't veer too far into the weeds as we get talking about certain subjects in movies. Well, it's too bad superhero movies are on the decline. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just as the time when I come in. Um, but also, you know, I, I'm a person who believes that uh, one of the reasons the Internet was invented was for the IMDb website. Uh, because the day before I discovered that, uh, the day I discovered that, a whole new world opened up. And all that time where I sat looking at I swear I have seen that person in something else, but what was it? Yeah. And then That's suddenly the place I had to find a, it. a way to go. And so my brain is sort of like a mini IMDb. And, uh, yeah. Well, welcome aboard. Love Appreciate it. that. We may have, have to resurrect have the cricket sound effect from uh, years past on the movie show <laughs> if I start to veer too far into the weeds. Well, 
Uh, I'm Andy Farnsworth. Steve Sales. Uh, I'm glad that we, Steve, that you get to stay. That not you get to stay on. I'm glad that you chose to stay on with Doug retiring. Well, not much choice. My ca- my parents are locked up in a cabin somewhere, undisclosed location. So, so I'm you, here. you couldn't go live with them. I, I couldn't <laughs> leave if I wanted well, to. Good, then we'll make sure we get our money's worth. I did ask uh, for Steve and Doug money. And they, I was told, they at Let's least make this money. much is what they said. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, we're coming to you live today from Sound Sleep Medical. And we'll talk with Melissa later about uh, a great offer that they've got going uh, on a way to help improve your sleep. But now, Steve, we got a lot for a week between major releases. Indiana yeah. Jones last week, Mission Impossible next week. Nobody wants to open on that week between. Nobody, but there's still a shocking number of things we well, have to talk about today. That's true. That's true. So let's get it started with right. our movie show preview brought to you by Call Climate Services. The following preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences. The Movie Show Special Feature. All right, so what's the big movie this week? We've kind of we we, yeah. we were leaning towards one, and then today kind of maybe. Well, it's funny because last week I said, "Oh, great, you get Harrison Ford, and we get the joy joy ride." <laughs> joy ride, it's the truth. Uh, what a way to start the movie show is with a, mo- a week where there's no major cross uh, cross genre appeal or cross fan appeal. Yeah, these are all specific, you know. Horror movie, raunchy comedy. Yeah. Uh, so Some yeah. stuff on streaming. So what's the big one? Well, it's called Joyride, uh, and, and it's got a great cast. Uh, I wish it had a better script. Mm. Uh, oh, yes. You're going to hear a lot about Joyride in today's show. Uh, also, what's the other big one? Insidious, The Red Door. Yeah, I saw that last night with actually a handful of people at a 4 o'clock screening, which is kind of unusual. It's usually me by myself. Aren't you glad it wasn't like a 9 p.m. screening or oh, a midnight yeah. screening yeah. for a horror movie? No. I couldn't handle that. (laughs) But if you're an Insidious fan, this is supposed to be the final chapter, so you're going to want to see it. And a new movie this week uh, coming out today, also called The Lesson. Yes, this is a great little film. And I was trying to remember the movie that Garrett Hedlund was in. Was it called The Tudor a couple years ago? It's almost that movie, but better. But better. That's that's something you want to hear. A couple of movies coming to streaming that we'll talk about. The Outlaws with Pierce Brosnan and Adam Devine. Is it Devine or Devine? I I never have been sure on that. I want to say Devine, but I'll I'll have to And Ellen Barkin. Wow, she still looks great. I know. She's... Well, she's married a billionaire, so she's... That's funny. Jeff the Whipple from the Megaplex texted us, texted us a good luck. We're all counting on you line from Airplane. And I thought that's, it's, it's funny, kind of ironic today. We're talking about a movie that has Julie Haggerty in it, oh, which was right. uh, uh, The Outlaws. And then uh, a documentary on Netflix called Wham! about the uh, pop group from the 80s. And then... I, I never cared too much about Wham! until I saw this documentary. I think it's really good. And then finally, the uh, uh, the movie that it actually opened on the Fourth of July, but we're going to give it a little bit more uh, talk time because we kind of barely scratched it last week on the movie show called Sound of Freedom from Angel Studios, and starring owned, Jim Caviezel. I'm sorry, and it owned the box office on Fourth of July. It either tied or just barely lost to Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny on its first weekend. On oh, the, 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 but on the Fourth of July, it on made the Fourth fourteen of July million dollars. Oh, it did on actually beat it. Okay, so we got the final numbers. One wow. day. Wow. Okay, we'll talk about that too. Uh, we have some streaming to tell you about Lincoln Lawyer season two. A uh, lot of horror today. We'll kind of group that yeah, together. The horror of uh, Dolores Roach actually turned out to be pretty good. And then we wanted to talk about the series Hijack, which we oh. we teased last week, but we didn't have a chance to really talk about it. So uh, Idris Elba and Apple TV Plus. That's uh, that's one. 
we think you're going to like. And I've seen the whole thing, and you're going to want to watch it. No question. This is the binge. Well, you can't binge it. You can't binge. That's one of the frustrating things about it. This is one where we're going to tell you about it and then tell you to wait till August when it finishes if so you can watch binger, it all together. If you're a binger. Right. If, you do the, if you can handle the weekly, then yeah. I don't think I can handle the weekly. Oh, own, but. Okay. So that's what we've got coming up on the movie show today. The movie show. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to the movie show. Andy Farnsworth and Steve Sales as we begin the uh, the era without Doug Wright. We're grateful to have you still with us, and we hope you enjoy. Uh, unfortunately. We don't have the strongest of movies to lead off our big movie review on our first official show there's, there's together. There's a couple of good movies in here, though. A couple of good movies in this one movie? No, no. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's do it. Our big movie of the week is sponsored by... Actually, it's not sponsored by anybody. So let's hear some sound from Joyride. Best friend strip. This is going to be iconic. You do understand this is a work trip for me. Audrey, I got you. Look at me. If you do not know where you come from, how do you know who you are? I'm just a garbage American who only speaks English. And a little golem. My precious. <laughs> well, Steve, where should we start on Joyride? Well, I guess we should start with the idea that it is a supposed to be a business trip for... Uh, for What's Ashley Park's Ashley character, Park's Audrey. Audrey, yes. She's a girl who's born in China but adopted by American parents as a baby. And that bit is funny where the adoptive parents are meeting another Chinese couple and then they realize that they both have Chinese daughters and so they become best friends. Uh, and that's where we get our first clue that this probably is going to shock a few people because, I, you know... The I first don't... word of the movie is the F word. In Chinese, but with a nice big subtitle. <laughs> Uh, see, and when it comes out of a kid's mouth, it kind of bugs me. I'm, yep, I don't I'm have with a problem. you. I'm with you. I don't have a problem with language in a movie if it fits. But and even though this one wants to be like a bridesmaid, you know, where they throw out a bunch of stuff that just blow your mind, it's not nearly as clever as these actresses are. They are so much better than the material they were given, even though. There are moments where they shine, you know, dead eyes. There's a bunch of fun stuff in this movie, but there's a lot that really put me off. And I am not a prude. I can take pretty much anything. This one was over the top for me. And I am a prude, and I would say this is the most vulgar movie that I've seen, certainly this year, maybe in a long, long time. And... I mean, the, the idea, so they go on a business trip, they hang out, they find out about family and heritage, and, and it, there was actually, this, this to me is what made it a shame, is because there was some legit funny moments in this movie that weren't dirty. Yeah, oh yeah. And there was some legit, like, that's an interesting thought, and, you know, about what, what, what is heritage? You know, a a Ashley Park's character, Audrey, she she's born in China. She's raised in America. She's got white parents. You know, she's definitely, like, not uh, – she, she's getting lessons. She, ha she brings her best friend as an interpreter on the trip because yeah. she doesn't even speak Chinese that well. Sure. And, you know, her, her exploring her identity of, like, well, who really am I? Like, that's, that was an interesting part of the movie. But my goodness – yeah, I couldn't figure out whether or not the director was trying to make a raunchy comedy or a movie about immigrants trying to figure out their roots. That part intrigued me. The other raunch part felt completely over the top. Well, and here's how raunchy it is. 
for my TV segment that I'm going to do later. I could only use about, I don't know, 40, 40 to 50 seconds of, of footage from the trailer yeah. that I felt comfortable showing on television while I talked about the movie. So it's just going to loop while I talk about it. And, yeah. and, that's, and that's the thing. However, for some people, oh, how this long? movie, <laughs> there was the one guy, there was a joke that landed so hard. <laughs> yeah, but it was an old joke, wasn't it? I don't it know what like it was. I remember but, it was but, like something like. In the nineties, like where has he been? <laughs> but he did have. Uh, he was the stunt laugher that was uh, probably paid to go to see that movie. If with he us, was, but, but boy, they, he sure enjoyed that. But uh, so, Joyride, it's rated R for about every reason imaginable. I know that uh, as a parent, um, I, I try to watch the uh, the movies. That's another thing that uh, the perspective that I want to bring to the movie show is. Uh, I have kids ages ten through twenty one, and so when I watch a lot of these movies, my first thought is. Uh, you know, which kids do I think would be okay to watch this or, or any of them? And even the ones, like, I got an 18-year-old and a 21-year-old, and there's still movies where I'm like, yeah, they can watch this, but I don't know if I would sit down and, and watch a specific movie. This is one where I'm not even going to tell them about the movie. <laughs> well, my daughters are much older, and I still would have a hard time watching this movie with either one of them. So, Joy, the, about the only good thing is it's only 90 minutes uh, if this is your cup of tea, though, you may really, really enjoy it. But I just think that for most people, I just don't think they can get past the mountain of, of vulgarity. Baron Davis, the NBA, former NBA player. Oh, this. that whole sequence was a nightmare. <laughs> oh. just, anyway. So Joyride. Yeah. <laughs> Not happening. All right. Well, well that's oh, our what's, what's your grade? Oh, my grade was uh, one and a half out of four. And the only reason it even got that high was because I thought there were some legit funny moments that – weren't just crass and because like as i was watching and i don't i don't, I don't want to give away any spoilers for somebody who's going to see it but there's a there's like a little twist in the story that i didn't see coming that really made the character journey for that particular character a little more um compelling like interesting like it, it connects you to him emotionally considering once they find out what they find out like how would that change even more and and you know, a really talented cast. I did finally figure out what Ronnie Chang, who we heard in the tri- in the clip, what he was in. He was in Megan earlier this year. He was the CEO oh, of the right. of the company that he's the murdered. one that he's got the, he's the one that got murdered by the dancing the, part of Megan. Yeah, that was so crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I gave it a a C uh, only because I I was trying to find the goodness in it, and I, I did not care for the raunch part. So. But there were people that were howling with laughter, and I'm not just a couple. It was uh, I maybe have to go back and see it again, but I'd really rather not. All right, so that's it. Joyride, the big movie of the week. What did you give it? A C. A C. Oh, so you gave it a little higher than I did, I guess. Yeah. If one and a half out of four for me would probably be in the D D plus range. Yeah, uh, D plus I reserve for movies that are so bad they're actually good. Oh, because you get that plus, you know. But if it's okay. like garbage, then D or less. Yeah, and honestly, if it didn't have if it didn't have, you know, the the emotion and the legit funny portions, uh, I would have probably just given it like zero or a half star. Like that. That's really how so it, that it was so tur- vulgar. It turned me off down to almost a turkey level. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that's Doug's turkey. Yeah, turkey and so territory. I mean, I'm pretty sure Doug would have hated this movie too. <laughs> Boy, did he bail out at the right time? <laughs> you think Dee would have liked it? Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. She would have walked. <laughs> well, honestly. I, I thought about it, but, uh, you know, I'll be a responsible. I'll be a responsible critic and also... We're not trying to break you, just uh, 
on your first week, that would be that would be too bad. Now I, I noticed you didn't see when you looked. You didn't look over when I had my eyes closed and my ears plugged, and I was going la 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 la. You were sitting right next to me, and none of that happened. <laughs> I did laugh at some parts I probably shouldn't have to. So, Okay, Joyride. Uh, we don't recommend it. And you'll hear more about Joyride later in the show when yeah. we debut a new segment called The, the Worst, Worst Thing, Thing I Watched I This week. week. There might be a couple things in that for me. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that's the thing. We watch a lot of stuff, and so we thought not everything is an A+. Sadly, fewer and fewer things are even getting good grades. And... Uh, We'll see where it goes. Uh, somebody said, um, yeah. We're going to try some things. We hope they stick. We'd love to get your feedback. You can text us on the on the uh, text line, the UCCU text line, 57500. We've actually already got It's kind of dangerous that you're actually looking at that. Are they, yeah, no, I may are not they like this, but us? no, somebody already suggested the movie show 2.0. Somebody said Is the movie the show episode a... one. They said A New Hope, but I think this would be The Phantom Menace. <laughs> Are we going to mention the fact that we're going to have people actually review, send us yes. little reviews? You point? know what? That's a, why don't we tell, tell a couple of the things that we want to try out is uh, we want some uh, additional interaction. We're still going to do telephone torture. Yes. Uh, we're still going to do this movie show top ten. But in addition to the top ten, what we want to do, and we're still getting this finalized exactly how it's going to work. But yeah, we, we still want, have to get the technical part of it figured out. Yeah. Yes. We want you to be part of the movie show. You see these movies, too. And I'm sure, as I've heard from many of, of the people we interview and occasional texters, they're talking at their radio a lot of times after they've mm. seen a movie and comparing what they think compared to what we think. And so what we want to do is we want to hear your reviews. There will be restrictions. You, got, you, got, you can't use any vulgarity. And you have to do it in 35 seconds. We'll have a, a line set up where you can call in and give us your 35-second review of whatever movie you've just seen recently. And when we do the movie show Top 10, if your review's good enough, we'll play it for you. And that's coming up in the next few weeks. Yeah, we'll be doing that. We'll be rolling that out over the next few weeks. So start thinking ahead. Get your thoughts organized. Uh, we've got Mission Impossible next week. I'm yeah. sure people are going to have uh, reviews for that. Sure. Barbie, Oppenheimer, all kinds of stuff. So... Sadly, it's Joyride this week. Yep. <laughs> it's probably good that we don't have that set up already. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break here at bottom of the hour for news, traffic, and weather on KSL News Radio and the Movie Show. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. The end is inevitable. They're kind of headed for extinction. 
Maybe so, sir. But not today. The week's big movie review. Movie news, games, and prizes. Here's Andy Farnsworth and Steve Sales. Right now, we are being so unoffensive, we might as well be a Hallmark Christmas movie. You know what I'm saying? On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. I love that episode of Ted Lasso. It was the second episode of this final season um, where Ted says that to the team. And then later, Roy Kent comes up. What's a Hallmark Christmas movie? <laughs> and I tried to find the soundbite, but it was they. Ted whispers it where he's like, "They kind of suck, but they're kind of great. But also they suck, but they're kind of great." <laughs> I thought that described us pretty well. No, he right? Just made me miss Ted Lasso. Aww. For those who haven't seen Ted Lasso, please do yourself a favor. It is one of the. You, it's hard to say that there are feel-good shows, um, but that's a feel-good show. You just there's have a, to, yeah, there's a little bit of language you you got to deal with, and there's no question you got to deal with it. Um, and but if, it's kind of like him saying hello, <laughs> Roy can't, in a very rude way. <laughs> Roy can't uses certain profanity like it an is. artist almost. Yeah, it's peppered throughout the show. All right. Well, if you're just joining us, uh, this is uh, we've had a couple suggestions. Movie show 2.0. How about shut up? <laughs> None, none of those yet? <laughs> none have got movie show shut up. And uh, <laughs> thankfully, we don't have that. Movie show episode one, through. The Phantom Menace or A New Hope. Uh, but Andy Farnsworth with Steve Sales as we uh, begin a bit of a, a slightly new era. But we're here today at Sound Sleep Medical in Sandy. And we've got a great offer for KSL listeners today that we're going to tell you more about uh, in just a little bit. But right now, uh, Steve, why don't we do uh, some movie news? Sounds good. Not just any news. Stop what you're doing and listen. Movie news. On the KSL Movie Show. We're going to do a little hybrid here because it's going to be movie news that leads into uh, a review of a movie that uh, actually came out earlier this week, but we didn't get a chance to talk about in depth until today. So what's the news, first of all? Well, that's a good question. You're the only one. That okay. I thought we weren't doing movie news today. So. Well, no, but this is movie news, and it's the the movie Sound of Freedom. Now, yeah. Indiana Jones was expected to just destroy everything at the box office. That was certainly Disney's hope. Uh, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, I I've had several people who have really loved it, who have put it. You know, no, I haven't met anybody who's put it above Raiders or Last Crusade, no. but I've met a lot of people who said it's right behind those two. Really? Yeah, and, and including Dan Spindle from KSL TV, he went and saw it twice, and John Smith from Arrow 103.5. They both uh, really really liked it. And I've read some people that really really hated yeah. it. And there's some who really hated it too. So Disney didn't see the box office return that they wanted, but here's something interesting. So the sound, a sound of freedom from Angel Studios, the story uh, of um, Tim Ballard. Tim Ballard, thank you, who uh, quit his job to help fight the uh, human trafficking, uh, specifically in in the movie. We'll talk about it in just a second, but it performed so well at the box office, it actually beat Indiana Jones on the Fourth of July in box sure. office totals. Who beats Indiana Jones on the Fourth of July? On its first weekend, like an extended weekend, and here uh, the, the film Sound of Freedom, which, by the way, took five years to make, uh, over five years. They were working. In fact, I was talking with uh, my co uh, colleague, Heather Kelly, uh, who hosts a, a podcast for uh, KSL Podcasts. She interviewed both Tim and Jim oh. about the movie back in, like, 2018. Wow. And so it's taken a long time to get to the screen, so... Uh, 
the movie news is essentially that Sound of Freedom defeated Indiana Jones on the 4th of July. So why don't we give it a chance? Let, let, let's give our thoughts on Sound of Freedom. We okay. got some sound. How many pedophiles you got? 288. How many kids you found? It is the fastest growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. It has already passed the illegal arms trade, and soon it's going to pass the drug trade. Because you can sell a bag of cocaine one time to the child five to ten times a day. God's children are not for sale. Those are two of the most powerful lines in the movie, those those last two right there. Um, heartbreaking. And it's something we don't... We don't. I don't think we think about it a lot because it is. It's a subject that you don't want to just like turn to. It, it's one that brings you. It, it brings a heaviness to the idea that this is happening to children around the world. Well, yeah, we hear about it, and but then the, in this movie we see the reality of kids being stuffed in a container and with some bottled water, and there's the bucket in the corner, uh, and then shipped with like in a shipping container, yeah. like not even. Like in the back of a car or something like that. It, they're, they're put in a shipping container and then stuck on a boat for however long it takes to cross the ocean. Uh, it, it, it's absolutely horrifying. And so that's the part that's really difficult to watch, is these kids being you know, just sold to people around the world. And uh, I really think this movie did an excellent job of showing the harshness of it and yet you know, kind of keeping the humanity that there are people like Tim out there trying to do this work. Well, and it's something like I, I I don't like to make a lot of comparisons, but but watching movies where you know there's a dark outcome, movies about anytime you're seeing a movie set in World War II, especially in Eastern Europe, and you've got characters who are Jewish, mm-hmm. there's just that dread of no. I think of War and Remembrance, the the TV series that yeah. uh, or that, Schindler's List or Schindler's List, yes, where it's a heavy subject and. You, you, it's the dread that comes. I, what I liked about Sound of Freedom, and just in case you're curious, it's, it's rated PG-13. They don't show any uh, abuse of children, but they don't have to. No, it's alluded because to. Because you know yeah. what you know why the kids are there, and it it's a, it's a hard watch. I mean, there's no way to sugarcoat that. Um, although it's, although that, it's by design, and this could be done badly. I mean, you, no, that's you true. could really screw this up. And so I think the first thing I noticed was the production values, the scenes. The cinematography is all first rate, and and the effort by Jim Caviezel is Tim Caviezel Ballard. Jim Caviezel has those soft eyes, and he just melts your heart. Whatever he does, you know, he does have kind of that kind of wild look to him, also. But for the most part, you know that he's in it to win it. He's trying to, you know, do whatever it takes to get these kids out of there. The surprise for me was Bill Camp, who is a character actor. He plays a character who uh, had some issues. Oh, he's the guy who was the former Colombian drug guy. Yeah. What did they call goes, him? He, he was named Batman in real life. I was doing some research on the film. I don't remember what his character is. They called him is. Vampiro or something Vampiro like that. Vampiro or something. Yeah. And he kind of t- changes his tune when he realizes that, you know, he literally paid for an intimate situation and the girl was underage and he's like, was horrified. So from that moment, he would do anything to try to help uh, Tim get his work done, and I thought his character was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it helped to have that uh, that perspective. It, it was just, I, I thought it was a really well-done film. I mean, for me, this was a, a three out of four star film, with the only caveat being, it's one of those you kind of have to, you got to ready yourself for. Yeah. You don't is, go in expecting, it's not, a, it's not an action film, it's not, you know. Well, there, towards the there, end. There are some, there's some tense scenes that involve that, um, 
but it's not like Jim Caviezel in Frequency or Jim Caviezel in Count of Monte Cristo. This is, uh, you know, and, and he's really selective about his roles, uh, from what I understand. Uh, and, and so the effort, in fact, he comes on at the end in the closing credits to talk about, uh, you know, the fight against human trafficking and how... Uh, the, the challenges that the movie took just to get to screen. And, and this has the same deal that, if you remember, uh, His Only Son, where you can do a pay-it-forward program, and you know if you really like it and you want somebody else to see it, then you can go and, and pay for other people to have tickets who maybe don't have the money to Actually, see. that's brilliant marketing, if you ask me. I think Because the money's there. You've already made the money. Now they just got to go see it. So, yeah, I uh, I was pleasantly surprised. And, and politics aside, I know people on both sides are like, well, now, wait a minute. That has nothing to do with this, as far as I'm concerned. My job is to look at a movie and tell you if it was any good or not. Right. You decide whether or not your politics align with whatever. Yeah, and there's plenty of Internet research you can do if you want. But as far as a, a movie made, it had emotion. And trust me, if you're a parent, you will feel the emotions in this movie as you consider what it must be like for the parents of the kids who go missing. Yeah. And uh, so for me, it was a three out of four I gave it a solid B. Solid B. Awesome. So that's Sound of Freedom, PG-13, and playing in theaters. All right. Spock, you haven't changed a bit. You're just as warm and sociable as ever. No, have you, Doctor? As your continued predilection for irrelevancy demonstrates. On KSL News Radio. I love that music. Jerry Goldsmith's Ilea's theme from Star Trek The Motion Picture. That's another thing I'm nerdy about with movies is the music, Steve. <laughs> You know, I have a whole, well, when people used to collect music like I did, I'd have a whole thing just full of scores. I, that's, honestly, that's probably half my music collection now. <laughs> I was so upset when my car, got, my car got broken into, and the one thing they stole was the greatest hits of John Williams. Oh, I now was, that is. That, I'm like, that, man, that, I would go clear across Nevada and play that all the way That over. breaks my heart to hear that, because that's, I, I mean... I actually had an argument with somebody one time. I argued, and this was somebody who's a fan of classical music that uh, thinks that all of, I, I say that, and I think I've heard Doug say this too, that John Williams is every bit the composer that somebody like, you know, I, I'm going to probably get some flack, Mozart. Like, I'm not saying that those guys weren't brilliant, well, but the, John Williams, the, the what he's created, and he had to do it to picture. He had to create, yeah, yeah. like, I feel like that's a different kind of challenge where, because you, there are movies where the soundtrack is so terrible. Lady Hawk is one that immediately always comes to mind. Here's a great movie in the 80s. Matthew Broderick, Michelle Pfeiffer. It's got this fantasy element, and it has an 80s synth-pop soundtrack. Oh, I didn't even think about that. And it's that. brutal. It takes you out of the movie. It's stupid. So a, a soundtrack can ruin a movie. Yeah, true. But John Williams has proved that a soundtrack can also elevate it. No question. All right. In fact, you see the scenes in your mind when some things are... You know, you hear it, and the the power of suggestion just flows. I, right I'm getting your... goosebumps thinking about the scene in Raiders when they put the the staff of Ra to find where the Ark is buried, oh, yeah. and the music swells, yeah. and then the sun hits the little amulet. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you listen to the soundtrack, you know the instant that the the, the light hit the, the ah. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about. It. Okay, <laughs> movie show, the new era so far. <laughs> We're almost through our first hour. Uh, looking at the live readings, it uh, looks like we've only bled 50 listeners of the uh, 55 that were originally. No, I'm just kidding. We're growing. <laughs> oh, Andy Farnsworth, uh, my first time. I appreciate having Steve Sales here with me. 
Steve, we're going to talk more movies now. Let's review The Lesson. Ooh, yes, 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 yes. I was wondering if you might be on hand for the final stretch. Thought you might like to help. We did all we could to save Felix, but it was too late. My husband was always hard to please. You're changing my work. I'm not. Who's the right? This isn't about the writing. It's only ever about the writing, Liam. This is one of those movies. Listen to those British accents. Oh, I know. <laughs> Richard E. Grant, who always plays that, he's like a genteel monster. He'll say things to you like, oh, you thought you were a writer? No. I'm a writer. You're not uh, a writer. So he's a famous author. He's written all these books. And he is notorious, although people don't catch him very often, but he steals. His, one of his big things is good writers borrow. Great, Great writers, writers steal. steal. But it's, what does he mean by that? Well, he steals from obscure little things that he reads somewhere. The problem is they've hired a tutor for their son who's trying to get into a you know prestigious college uh, to tutor him. But he has this eidetic memory where he uh. reads something and never forgets it. So he's read all the things that Richard E. Grant has been stealing from. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's from his... Oh clever boy <laughs> so he realizes that he can't really snow this kid and he's working on his own book as well as the, the tutor. kids working on his own book well yeah the the oh. tutor is working on his own book but he's also doing a thesis on this very author that that he's been hired ah. to tutor the son so he's got a like a a reverential so he has a reason to also interview him and yeah. have conversations about this without just being like you're a thief. But the 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 uh, but uh, Richard E. Grant doesn't know that that's what's happening at least initially. Uh-huh. Uh, and the wife hired him, Julie Delpy, who was in all the Sunrise movies, and the the young man who is the tutor is Daryl McCormick. Uh, he was in the Leo Grand movie with. Um, uh, um, oh oh yeah with yeah yeah. The, the you know the Oscar uh, Emma, uh, Emma Thompson, Emma Thompson yeah. and, and it was a pretty sassy movie, uh, and so he's in this film and you're thinking, wow, they're really using this kid like a doormat. I mean, he, you know, hey, oh, could you clear the table here and whatever? It's just so bizarre. So I, I just no, I didn't get to see this one. So this one is t- it's all you. It builds very nicely, and I thought, where are they going to take this? Obviously, they're taking advantage of this kid, but the ending is so much better than the tutor that. Grant Hedlund was in. That was really goofy. This one is a great little movie. It's got a lot of subterfuge to it, twists and turns. Love this film. So it's got British accents, great subterfuge character. And a a cool... Psychological? Is it... Mansion. Is it grab your hand to seat kind um, of tension? No, not necessarily, but it's more like, oh, this is what you had in mind. It's a lot more subtle. A game of wits? Yeah, perhaps. Okay, and what's it rated? Uh, It's... Definitely, probably rated R because there's some some sassy scenes in it. Um, but it's just is it wide release or uh, it's in limited, but you know maybe in a couple thousand screens. You'll have to look for it, but it's out okay. there. It'll be at the Broadway. It'll be some of the Mechplexes also. You know, one of the things people have said to me was, you know, hey, it's not just blockbusters, man. Yeah, no, this is one. <laughs> Make sure you tell us about the other movies. This is it. The lesson. Awesome. The lesson. Rated R and. What grade did you give it? I gave it a B plus. B plus. Okay. It's the KSL Movie Show. It's gonna work. It's passable. Okay. This this isn't terrible. The week's big movie review. Movie news. 
news, games, and prizes. Here's Andy Farnsworth and Steve Sales. We're slow learners. We're not particularly good listeners. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. I think that uh, captures us pretty well. <laughs> like, ouch. <laughs> you know, when I filled in on the movie show, uh, this is Andy Farnsworth for the movie show. Uh, I'm. I'm sitting in the big chair. I was promoted from the single mic that I had to press a button to talk to an actual mic that's on all the time now. Uh, we wish Doug Wright the best in his retirement. Do you think he's listening right now? I don't know. It's a good question. Do you think we've driven him away? <laughs> Maybe he listened last hour. <laughs> yeah. If I like it. Well. Or do you think D said, um, Doug, you're, you're done with the movie show. I've got things you need to do on a Friday between 9 and noon. I'm pretty sure both of those things are happening. <laughs> He's, maybe he's like got the little transistor, like back in the day when you wanted to sneak a baseball game in he's class. He's out in the garage. He's out in the garage on the transistor listening to KSL. No, I don't think Doug, I hope that's what you're doing. <laughs> but uh, here on the movie show, we're coming to you from Sound Sleep Medical in Sandy. We're going to talk with Melissa Lowry in a few minutes about a great offer for movie show listeners and a chance to help correct your sleep apnea. Uh, if you don't know you have it, it's worth checking to find out if you do because it makes all the difference. You know, I took that sleep test, and I found out that I was on the bubble. But then every time I come in here, Mandy goes, are we doing this? I'm like, you know what? I need to do this. And then Steve's like, uh, I just remembered. I have something out in the hall. No, I mean, it's it's easy to put off because you've been putting up with it right. so long. And then when, when I hear you say that it changed your life, I'm thinking – Man, I need to do that because nap might be my favorite part of the day. Well, and somebody like me has to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning every morning because I do traffic uh, Monday through Friday starting at 5 a.m. Um, being able to get restful sleep when I need it, that's that makes a huge difference. I think it would. All right. Well, Steve, we want to do something now. We, we kind of want to have people. We want to give you the big stuff right at the beginning of each hour. So... Our new segment is the big streaming review, and we're going to tell you what uh, the big things are. So we got we actually have a, a cool sounder for that. So let's uh, hear the big streaming yeah. review. Planning a weekend on the couch, streaming your favorite movie or a new show? Andy and Steve sort through it all, so you only binge the best. It's the movie show streaming reviews on KSL News Radio. You, you'll get used to how that times out. Yeah. They literally changed one word in that whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Streaming reviews. Uh, no. Andy and Steve said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we had to pay them to change the one word. It was an hour's worth of work. Now there's a gig. <laughs> right. All right, so the big streaming review for the week. We've actually got a couple of big series on streaming that we want to tell you about. Uh, let's start with uh, The Lincoln Lawyer. Uh, that's coming on Netflix. That just uh, dropped season two. I think it was yesterday or Wednesday, one of the two. At any rate, The Lincoln Lawyer Season 2, what did you think? Tell us a little bit about The Lincoln Lawyer, if you haven't watched the series at all. Well, I watched the first season, you know, when it first came out, and I thought, wow, my first thought was, I love this guy. He is, I mean, easily forgot about Matthew McConaughey. Not that I don't like Matthew I actually Mc... haven't seen that movie. Oh, I Was have. it good? Yeah. But this guy is a little more detailed. He's got a little bit more finesse, so the storylines are a little bit more interesting. I like the Elliot Gould angle. Oh, uh, yes. The friend uh, of his dad. who's dad's. his first wife? Uh... So his first wife is Nev Campbell. Nev, and she's right. like a prosecuting attorney. So just a little bit of background on the series is uh, Manuel Garcia Rulfo. I probably got that wrong. He plays Mickey Haller, uh, kind of a... He was a big shot L.A. district... Or not district attorney, a defense attorney, criminal defense attorney. Uh, he goes through a little 
dip in his life, and he has nothing. Uh, season one, he gets gifted an entire practice from a lawyer who gets oh, killed. That's right, that's right. So now he has clients again, and he gets you know he delivers a, a verdict for his client at the end of season one. And now, as season two begins, he's kind of the hot shot again. Okay, but the, I I didn't remember that his client got shot, and why was that so such a big deal? Uh, well, I mean. Because that well, I don't want to in case in case somebody hasn't watched yeah, season okay, one, I don't I don't want to give that part away. But that, it that's was the a only big part deal that I because figure out when I, I, we'll talk about that off the air. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> Just because there's no way to talk about it without spoiling All something. Right. But here in season two, we add Lana Perea. Uh, so Nev Campbell's his first wife. He works with his second ex-wife, yeah. Becky Newton. If you watched. Um, uh, if you watched How I Met Your Mother, she played a character who I really liked on on that show. Mm. Uh, she almost married the character Barney. Um, anyway, she's great on this too. Gorgeous. She kind of looks like Hayden Panettiere, but she's she's she plays his, she keeps his office going. Uh, he's got his uh, his private investigator guy, now that who's guy, a former biker. Yeah, but he looks familiar too. I don't know what he's in. I'd have to look that up. Okay. But, uh, but they're great characters. This is what I've enjoyed about the Lincoln Lawyer. I actually didn't watch season one until just before I watched season two. Mm. But I got so hooked that I just watched it all at once. Like it was nice to have the bingeable option. Yeah. Uh, but we've got uh, uh, Lana Perea comes on in this one. She was on uh, Once Upon a Time. She was the evil queen. For a lot of people, they'll know exactly who she was. Uh, but she plays a woman who starts dating Mickey. And then she's accused of murder, and so she hires him to be her defense attorney. This is in season two. Oh, okay. So that's the overarching I've just plot. got to the part where they met. She runs a restaurant. Is that? Yes, that's her. Okay, and then I, I also like his um, his chauffeur that I guess. Not chauffeur, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, a girl he defended and then hired on as his driver. And yeah. she's going through rehab as well. Uh, they both, she they kind of help each other in their addiction recovery. Okay, and then I like the fact that he drives... You know, the old 63 or yeah. 65. He's called the Lincoln Lawyer. He doesn't just have one Lincoln. He has no. a whole fleet of them, all with these cool license plates like let him walk and <laughs> all these defense attorney-like slogans. Yeah, yeah. So but, yeah. I, I think his character, plus he's just so charismatic. Yes. So I, it's a, definitely a watch for me. Yeah, I, I, I recommend it. Uh, unfortunately, this you only get the first half of season two. Um because the so, other, so you get five episodes that are available now. Okay. The other five will drop at uh, the beginning, end of July or beginning of August. So about a month from now. See, that's so this problem. is how Netflix is doing it now. They don't want to do a weekly release, but they also would like to keep their shows in the conversation for longer than just a week or so. Sure. So they drop it in in bunches. Everybody does some variation of that: one a week, two a week, you know, the whole thing. It's kind of annoying. Because it's hard to keep track of. Like, Silo just finished yes. last week. But but we talked about it, like, ten weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I feel bad for people that are like, well, what about Silo? You didn't mention that. Well, we have. And it was amazing. You and they got a season two. They do have a season two. Green so book. now you can binge it and then have to wait uh, for season two. Okay, so uh, that's uh, our biggest streaming of the week. I think we'll uh, we'll save Hijack. We'll talk about it a little bit that in next segment. Plus, secret maybe Secret Invasion. Have you oh, been watching we can I, I didn't think this week's episode was all that great, but well, that's what we was, need to say. Was, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. There's a lot of streaming, so we may have to dedicate multiple segments. Yeah, I didn't to think streaming. we'd be able to fill that segment. So there we go. <laughs> the movie show. Who's president of the United States in 1985? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan, the actor. <laughs> On KSL News Radio. It's the movie show. Infamous. I like to think it's so famous that it's infamous. 
but <laughs> it continues. The movie show did not go away, though Doug has retired. I'm Andy Farnsworth. Uh, been a critic for KSL 5 TV for several years now, but of course, everybody knows the dulcet tones of Steve Sales, who has been with the movie show me, for me, me, me. longer than I've been alive, probably. Wow. <laughs> that better not be true. It's not true. It's not true. Uh, Steve, hmm. before we get to bottom of the hour, we've yep. got a couple more things we need to talk about. First of all, we pushed Hijack with Idris Elba How dare from we? last week to this week. Then we pushed it from last <laughs> segment to this segment. So let's talk about Hijack. Do we have sound for Hijack, Gustavo, yes or no? No. Okay. No sound for uh, no Sneaky G. No Sneaky G. <laughs> okay. So, Talking Hijack. Hijack is a new series on Apple TV+. Plus. It stars Idris Elba as a business negotiator. That's, that's his skill as he uh, goes into volatile business negotiations, buyouts, and things like that. And he finds a way to get everybody to get along. He's flying home to London from Abu Dhabi or something yeah, like that. That's right. And it's a seven-hour flight. It's a seven-hour flight. He gets on the flight, and before long, the plane is hijacked. Yeah. But the hijackers are so clever that they managed to do it without anybody on the ground knowing. Yeah. So Idris Elba is a negotiator. He's got to use his negotiating skills to try to maybe create a, a, a peaceful outcome, or a, at least for himself and maybe everybody else. But uh, I, I don't want to give away too much because there's a lot of fun twists and turns in the series. But I will tell you this before we break it down even more. This, I watched the whole – okay, we get to cheat because – Apple sent us the whole season instead of just, like, the well, one episode. Originally, though, they only sent me the first six. <laughs> and I had to wait two weeks for the final episode. I'm like, ah! But, yeah, that's how engrossing, that's how much it pulls you in, is I watched the whole entire thing on one Saturday because I had to see what happened next. Okay, but for a regular... But for everybody viewer, else, that they dropped the first two episodes, and now it's a weekly episode drop until, I think, August 2nd. On what days? Thursdays? Uh, Wednesday or Thursday. I, I'd have to actually... That's a I good used question. to write them down, because it, it kind of gets a little convoluted. Let's see. Um, Why is my calendar not looking like my calendar? Ah, well. Black Mirror. Hmm. At any rate, I, I do believe it's on... I think it's on Thursdays. It's okay. not Friday. I think it's on Thursdays. Okay. Um, but Hijack... Highly recommend it. It's got a little bit of language, and it, it is violent because there's hijackers violently taking over the aircraft. Uh, but lots of intrigue, a lot of tension. If you like, if you're the kind of person that likes those ones where I, I go back and forth, certain movies where I like grip the armrest. I hate the tension of it. I'm somebody who records a sporting event so I can fast forward through the commercials. I'll start it like a half an hour after it begins so mm, that yeah. I don't have to sit there in tension between either a pitching change or somebody's on third or you know I have to wait for the timeout before they kick the field goal. I just need to I just need to jump right to it so I don't have to sit and agonize. No, but this I get has that. that. It, I forget to breathe is my problem. Uh, that's usually the situation. Uh, but in this case um, so Wednesday that hijacked. Oh, Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. There's also ground stuff going on. And the people that don't know what's happening, they're like, well, do we need to? Sh I mean, it comes to the point where do we need to shoot this plane down? Right. Once you start flying over other airspace and when they're not getting the response codes they need. Right. So there's a lot of things happening on the ground, at least governmentally. And then also the people that are pulling the strings behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, that's you know. still a mystery through much of the series. Yeah. So it's... it's or is there someone pulling the strings? Shh. 
Well, there's a, uh, there's I think a we lot covered that pretty on. well. There's a lot going on, and Swish. it's extremely well done. Yeah, extremely. So that's Hijack. It is rated TVMA, uh, but for those of you who, who, who like a good tense thriller and who like Idris Elba, this, one, this one's totally for you. Okay, so that's... Uh, that's our streaming. Let, let's continue on with the streaming, but let's let's do a movie review for streaming. Uh, let's play a clip from The Outlaws on Netflix. Does the name the Ghost Bandits mean anything to you? Most notorious bank robbers in American history. Your parents stole five million dollars from me. I don't understand. Was Owen right? You need five million in two days. Wouldn't hurt to have a bank manager on the team. You think you can rob a bank? If it's to say Parker, yeah. Do I look cool? Yeah, you look like James Bond. Which one? Five. Well, that was a good one. <laughs> that, of course, the fifth James Bond was none other than Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. That was a, I thought that line was funny. Oh, I wish yeah, they no. hadn't. I wish they hadn't put it in the trailer. I thought that was funnier uh, discovering it because I didn't know that line was in there till I watched it. Well, but. that's because it's one of the best lines, and they have to get people to watch this I thing know. because it's got a problem. It's just kind of goofy, silly. Uh, Andy Devine or Devine, whatever you want to call him. Adam. Uh, Adam, that's right. Uh, he uh, is I'm just. Andy. Sorry, he's Adam. There's several in the world, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, he is just that character that drives me nuts. I don't. I You're didn't not a like, big fan of him. So no, he was uh, in Pitch Perfect. If yeah, you, that's uh, that's where you'll know him most from. He got more annoying as the pitches went on, and then he was in that so and so and so and so went uh, to a wedding, and uh, that was just, oh, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. That was not a funny movie. And he so, was on. He had a recurring role on Modern Family as the boyfriend that I wish Haley would have ended up with. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's right. He he played he, a, he, he played a, a Mormon. Mormon. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, but you've got Richard Kind in this movie. You've got Julie Haggerty. You've got Ellen Barkin, Nina Dobrev. I mean, and, of course, Pierce Brosnan. You're thinking, like... And he gets to go full Irish accent. Home run here, right? Home run. Mm. This well, would have been a great action comedy release in theaters in, like, 1998. That's that's how it felt. As I was watching it, That it felt like that style were... of a movie. Those kinds of jokes, the joke-to-action ratio... Um, just kind of the silliness over of the, it. Over-the-top villains, but pretty yeah. violent and some odd, weird sexual conversations that I thought, what? Yeah. I mean, I didn't think that uh, Nina and he had any chemistry at all, but they were like, I can't wait to lather you up or whatever. I just <laughs> stop saying words. You well, just, they were only together in the movie, the two of them, for like maybe a, like just – it feels like only a handful of scenes that they were actually together, Nina Dobrev and Adam Devine, and they're supposed to be engaged to each other. Yeah, so, and madly in love. Here, but, wait, one more thing. Okay. The mini Dobermans. Okay. That was my favorite. When this Doberman start chasing this idiot across, you know, he's he's broken into the bad guy's house, and then, and all of a sudden these Dobermans come flying, and like, oh, and he starts running, and then you realize that they're little tiny ones, and he climbs up a tree and gets up about four feet off the ground, and they're like, <laughs> and they can't reach him. That's that, right. I laughed out loud. That made me laugh. Well, it's made by Happy Madison. That's Adam Sandler's comedy production company. Uh, company. Yeah. So if you like Adam Sandler, this is going to be more your style. Every other Adam Sandler seems to work for me. It also means you're going to see ja- uh, Jackie Sandler, Adam's wife, in a role. She was actually pretty funny in this. She's the cake shop owner. Who takes the red dye or the red frosting to avoid the uh, the shootout in the shop? But, yeah. Uh, so for you, give it what? Uh, B minus. Yeah, it was a two star for me, and only because I think I laughed at it more than you did, and I thought Ellen Barkin looked great, and I liked hearing Pierce Brosnan do his natural Irish well, brogue. They elevated the material way beyond its capabilities, to be honest. So that is the Outlaws, and it is streaming on Netflix, and it's rated R. 
It's the KSL Movie Show. It gave the audience feelings they weren't sure they should enjoy. The week's big movie review, movie news, games, and prizes. Here's Andy Farnsworth and Steve Sales. Like a slice of butter melting on top of a big old pile of flapjacks. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. What clip is that movie from? I don't know, but I, I don't what remember movie ever saying from? the word flapjack. I, pancake? I think day. of flapjacks from uh, Groundhog Day. And some flapjacks when he drives around with the drunk guys in the middle of the... Uh, wow, that's... That the might cops be the most pull obscure over. The cops pull him over and, and he uh, orders from the cop. He's like, yeah, I'd like uh, coffee, donuts. And then one of the drunk guys that he's riding with is like, and some flapjacks. And some flapjacks. But that's it's definitely funnier read. than pancakes, but whatever. It is. Okay, the movie show, Andy Farnsworth, now in our second hour, and I have not gotten a call from the program director yet, so we're good for another segment <laughs> We're still on least. the air, right? <laughs> but with Steve Sales, as we continue the movie show tradition, uh, we're not going to get, uh, we're, we're not going to tweak too much. I mean, we've got some ideas that we're batting around, so we want to have some fun with the movie show, maybe try out some things that uh, we haven't done before. Uh, one of those is something that we'll do here in this segment where we, uh, it's time for the movie show top 10. Ten, nine, the KSL movie show top 10. Five, four, three, two, one. Kept the goat in. That's, by the way, a reference to Doug, by the way. Yeah, sure. The goat. He's the the goat. Oh, the goat. Okay, well, that makes sense. Greatest of all time. Yeah. So, uh, I did say, uh, I've I've been privately joking with a lot of people. I say, you don't ever want to follow Doug Wright. You want to follow the person who follows Doug Wright. Yeah. The guy who followed Johnny Carson, even though, wasn't it Jay Leno? Jay Leno did okay following Carson. That's true. That's a good point. And then when he was replaced, he took it back. And left Conan O'Brien in the dust. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, so the movie show top ten. Now, the, what one of the things we want to start doing, uh, Steve? This week we don't have it, obviously, but uh, starting this week, if you see a movie and you would like to have your opinion heard on such an uh, on said movie, we invite you to call our movie show comment line and leave a review on recording. The number is eight zero one five seven five seven six six eight. But here's the rules. You have to say your name and your city. We want to know where you're from. First name. First name and the city. Yeah. Exactly. And then you can't use anything that we couldn't put on the air. No spoilers. So if you hate them, no spoilers. Oh, that's true. I, I should uh, make sure that we have that on We the had a guy call in and say, hey, you know that Bruce Willis movie? You know, like, like oh, oh, yeah. I know which one you're talking yeah. about. So no spoilers, nothing that we can't put on the air, and... You've got to do it in 35 seconds. Now, I'm curious about the 35-second thing. Well, 45 is too long and 30 is too short, so I'm compromising. <laughs> Maybe we'll go 37 seconds, but 35 seconds. Well, that means that you, the listener, who wants to be on the movie show and have your review heard, yeah. you're going to have to figure out how to say what you got to say. And we're going to kind of marry it into the top ten. Exactly. So next week, we've got Mission Impossible, and that opens during the week, so you will likely have the chance to record your review of Mission Impossible. And yeah, if we like it, it opens enough, on Wednesday, doesn't it? It opens on Wednesday, exactly. If if your review is good, judged solely by the movie show committee of and Steve, Andy, and Gustavo. Us. 
We can't then accept bribes. Again. We cannot accept bribes. No, there's actually legal terms. It's called payola, Steve. Yeah, I'm familiar. I took the, took that class. Took that class. Okay. Well, your review will play during the movie show top ten as we discuss those movies, and you can become not TikTok famous, movie show famous. They're Which pretty is similar. Even more. You get that bump, that movie show bump. The movie show bump. You're a star. All right, so Steve, let's start. With okay, the top ten. You name them, and I'll tell you what. What's the scoop on it? Oh, I'm going to have to look for that. Oh, okay. I, I, can, I can start, John. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Uh, that's the that's so far been the big movie of the summer, too, right? Well, or for now, anyway. If you don't count. Oh, summer, right. Yeah. If you don't count the Mario movie. No, no, no. That's spring. I consider that, that a spring ridiculous. movie. But Guardians was good. Um, I thought it was uh, maybe the best of the three. Uh, I certainly liked it more than Guardians 2. Oh, I... I thought Guardians 1 was by far the best movie of all of them. Of all the Marvels or of all the no, Guardians? No, of all the Guardians. Okay. I liked it, though. 3 was okay. I just, the animal cruelty thing got, got to I, And that didn't bother me because I knew that they didn't exist anywhere. There weren't even like stand-in real animals. They were all completely CG'd. You don't cry at cartoon animals when they get murdered or something? No, I was really sad when that happened. I think that's a credit to the filmmakers to create a CG animal that I actually cared about. Well, then I still cared about whether you CG or okay. real. Anyway, it made $356 million domestic, 482 foreign. So it's at 838 in nine weeks. That's pretty good. Okay. Asteroid City at number nine. Uh, I know people whine about the Wes Anderson, too quirky, and yes, I thought he was a little too quirky here, but uh, it's made 21 domestic, 12 foreign at $32 million over Is three Is that considered weeks. good or bad? I have no idea how to judge a, uh, a Wes Anderson movie. It's not, as, it's not as good as some of his movies. I, Obviously, like Fantastic it has Mr. Fox had a lot bigger box office. Well, and how much, I guess it depends on how much he paid for all those superstars that were in the movie. It is a ton if of If they people. did it as, like, sort of a favor for the quirk and everything. Nobody does favors in Hollywood. But, I mean, like, if it's only made $21 million, that barely pays for Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't think he got, I think he worked for scale on that one. Number eight, The Flash. Uh, nobody saw this movie, and it's unfortunate because I liked it, Flash. I liked it, too, a lot. Great to see Michael Keaton as Batman again. Yeah. Great. I wish the trailer hadn't spoiled some of the moments, but whatever. And I thought Ezra Miller is a great Flash, even though people like the TV guy. Uh, hey, Grant Gustin is a very good Flash, but a different kind, and I thought it fit well for the movie. Number seven, The Little Mermaid. Uh, I thought it was a little dark, uh, I, I, but I, I thought it was okay. She's a great young actress, and her voice Hallie was... Hallie Bailey, I think her name. Hallie, yeah, Bailey, yeah. She's, I, her voice is incredible. Uh, my kids all liked it. I thought it was a little much for young kids. In fact, I felt bad after one movie show. A guy, a guy came up to me and said, I got my granddaughter. She's three. What do you think? And I'm like, three? Well, the eels and the, the eels, Ursula. the shark. And uh, and I just said, you know, he's like, well, we'll just take her out for ice cream. Instead. <laughs> so I felt bad for the little girl. But all right. Number six, Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. That, uh, that underperformed, I think, for a DreamWorks uh, animated well, film. Considering how much that thing cost to make uh yeah eight domestic eight foreign 16 it, it just was too too familiar i've seen this movie too many times okay not unique enough number five transformers rise of the beasts uh i, I hated the transformer movies earlier on although i did like bumblebee and i did like this one i thought this one was great i think it it's at least trending in the right direction for transformers movies as someone who loved transformers growing up but looking at the, transformers looking at the numbers it's not doing nearly as well here as it is overseas foreign yes yeah. similar with like fast 10 
That one, that fast series has moved into the international. That's where the money comes from. Exactly. Uh, all right, number four, No Hard Feelings. Didn't see this one. I, okay, this is a movie that has some raunch to it, but actually worked. I thought it was very clever. I thought uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence was hysterical, and the kid that played uh, against her was uh, just wonderful. Number three, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. This one is about to overtake, uh, looks like, Guardians for the biggest movie of the summer. Uh, well, it's still a far piece away. It's 614 worldwide versus 8, oh, okay. 838, so it's got a ways so to go. So I was just looking at the domestic then. Oh, yeah, yeah. The domestic numbers for Spider-Man are very strong. And I thought it was great. Great. Emotional. It makes me frustrated that we have to wait more than a year <laughs> to see how the story Well, these are ends. tough movies to make. And no, I know. I was surprised when I saw that they had it on the calendar for March of next year, and now it's not on the calendar for yeah. March of next yeah. year. But uh, Number two, Elemental. I... I liked this movie, but I didn't love it. I, th- I thought some of the elements of it were just a little weird. Well, and, you know, Spider-Verse tied it for a domestic for the last week, and it's been out for five weeks as opposed to Elementals 3. And then number one, no surprise at all, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And it's recovered. It has doing better. It's at 84 million domestic, 74, and 154 million for that opening weekend is about what they were shooting for. Okay, so that's the movie show top ten. Starting this week, you can call eight zero one five seven five seventy six sixty eight if you want to review a movie, and it can be anything from you know the last few weeks. Yeah, if it's good, we'll play it when we talk about that movie. So be a part of the movie show. Okay, so Melissa Lowry, we're here at Soundsleep Medical and Sandy. Melissa, did you see Indiana Jones yet? Not yet. Are you going to see Indiana? I would Jones? like to. Yes. Have you heard good things or bad things about it? I'm listening to you, so that's what I need to know. So good things. Okay. Because we both liked it. Yeah. yeah. But it's not as great as the, all the Indiana Jones movies, but it doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It's no. just when you set a high standard. Exactly. It's hard to meet that. The Movie Show. You probably think this world is a dream come true, but you're wrong. On KSL News Radio. Well, I do think it's a dream come true to be a co host of the Movie Show with the legendary Steve Sales. Oh, please. I'm Andy Farnsworth. We've actually heard from a few of our listeners on the KSL text line five seven five zero zero. We've had some name, you know, some name calling, having fun, name suggestions for the movie show. The latest one is the Not Right Movie Show with the W in front of the right. I, I gotta say that one's pretty clever. Um, we've had uh, another listener said, "Love Doug. I hope he has a wonderful retirement. He deserves it." Andy's great, but and Steve should know that it's his choice. By the yes, way, yes, that is true. That was he it was said, time. Oh, and D said. You're done. And he said, <laughs> okay. They also said, and you cut me off before I could read the best part. Oh, oh I'm sorry. And Steve, what can I say? Great job. <laughs> they were complimenting I you. I thought they were going to leave it That's blank. from a, <laughs> there's Steve, a, a loyal movie say? show. And what can I say about Steve <laughs> after what my mother taught me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, uh, we appreciate you, uh, you letting us know what you think and how you feel. We got somebody who says, watch Coda on Apple TV. Oh, That's yeah. a great movie. There's, there's well, no question duh, about that. Well, one best picture. Come on. Right. And it's available on Apple TV. Yeah. I actually think they have maybe the most solid uh, stable of just you know, like they, for dollar for show and the amount of shows, the quality oh, per show is just so high. No question. And it did go up to 750 That's with tax now. So Oh. Yeah. And I, I think people, I pay the an, no. I think I pay go, the oh, annual fee. I can't afford it. I'm I pay like, the annual fee, so here, I don't have to think about it every month. Five bucks, just go buy it. All right. Well, let's do a review before we get to the top of the hour here. Yeah. Let's do a review of Wham on Netflix since we're talking streaming. Okay. 
I never felt that our music defined me in the same way that it did for George. As a young gay man, I was just uncomfortable because I was closeted. For George, chart position was the ultimate validation. I was forging an identity through my success, and by necessity, I went with full gusto into the progression of Wham. Yeah, we're going to have to hear a little bit of one of their songs. And, of course, uh, Wake Me Up Before You Go, Go, their biggest, I would say arguably be their big, their biggest hit. But, uh, you know, just a toe-tapping and finger-snapping. At a time when uh, a lot of London music was edging into the punk area, these were like unapologetically pop music yeah. British band. And this so, so Wham! on Netflix essentially highlights... They were really short-lived, I guess, all things considered, yeah, from uh, 1981 to 1985. It was 1985, yeah. yeah. And it, uh, the story of uh, George Michael, who everybody knows, and maybe a lot of people, I, I admit I didn't know until I watched the documentary, that the other half of Wham! was Andrew Ridgely. Yeah. What did you think? Well, the thing is, I always thought they were just a bunch of silly, goofy kids that just did whatever. George Which Michael, is partly true. <laughs> yeah, right. But George Michael was so insecure about his existence that I was blown away that a man that could look that good and sing that well and write songs would have any issues with self-esteem. It just shows you that you just don't know anybody until you really get into it. And that's what they did here. And I was so appreciative of the fact that George was fighting his whole life to build his self-esteem. And I thought one of the cool things is it's done in archival footage style. So the uh, there's no narrator. The narrators are it, Andrew and George. Yeah. And it's from, I don't know about Andrew. I don't know if he did any like more recent interviews uh, as part of it. But all of George Michael's, because of course he passed away in I think 2016. You're right, 2016. Um, Christmas Day. That's right. Uh, and then uh, the things I learned that I thought were really interesting, I did not know that uh, last Christmas was getting ready to be released when they did Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas? And then he, of course, sang in that. Right. And he was ready for his fourth number one of 1984, and then that pushed it just so it never hit number one until Til- last Christmas, the movie in 2021. After George was gone. After George was gone, and yeah. it finally did get that number one. So, Wham, what did you give it? Uh, I would give it a solid B. I, had, I started watching it, and my daughter and I were going to watch an, another special and she was delayed, so I started watching Wham about 45 minutes in, and I thought, oh, I'm going to finish this. So the next day I, I finished it. I actually had a good time. The music is great, and the stories was I thought was very interesting. If you're a fan of 80s music and or you just like music history, this is definitely worth your time to watch. I gave it two and a half, uh, two and a half, three. I could I could be talked into a three because I really did enjoy what I learned. Yeah. Uh, and I did. I admit I don't know much about music history. My my knowledge is movie history. <laughs> So that is Wham! and it is streaming on Netflix. It's the KSL Movie Show. The end is inevitable. They're kind of set it for extinction. Maybe so, sir. But not today. The week's big movie review. Movie news, games, and prizes. Here's Andy Farnsworth and Steve Sales. Right now, we are being so unoffensive, we might as well be a Hallmark Christmas movie. You know what I'm saying? On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. Got to get used to letting the station call letters be announced before I jump in to respond to Ted Lasso. Yeah, how do I you do know what he's saying? I do know what he's saying. We want to be funny but not offensive. That's the opposite of Joyride. And that might happen most of the time. <laughs> All right. Andy Farnsworth, Steve Sales, as we kind of kick off Movie Show 2.0. We're grateful that you're with us, and we're grateful to have you along, and we hope you enjoy uh, the new flavor and a little bit uh, different, uh, but hopefully just as enjoyable. And we promise 
we're going to do our best to entertain you and inform you. And we promise you're going to get to hear a lot about movies because that's what we love and that's why we do it. That's right. All right. So we've learned, Steve, that sometimes there's weeks where there's a big movie and there's not much else. And then there's some weeks where there's more than one big movie. So we've decided that we're going to have the other big movie review of uh, the week. And we're going to do that uh, usually uh, at the in the 11 o'clock hour. So let's do the other big movie of this week, Insidious the Red Door. Our family has been through a lot together. You told me that when I was 10, I was in a coma, but I don't remember being sick. We're ready to forget. 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 Ever since then, I see crazy stuff in my dreams. Those are not dreams. I'm sorry, Steve, if you just had flashbacks to <laughs> I did the last night. No, actually, because this one is supposed to be the wrap-up for the Lambert family. These poor people have been through the ringer. And the dad is played by Patrick Wilson. He's Josh Lambert. Uh, he also directed it, too, he, I he understand. Did. He did direct this. Uh, his son, Dalton, uh, it, in a couple of movies ago, they were trying, you know, they went into the thing called the further. It's like another, like a... Is it like pe- the upside down? Yeah, in, exactly. Uh, Stranger Things? Because okay. it's dark. I mean, it's not like just another multiverse thing. It is a place, it's almost like purgatory for Catholics. It's like oh. where you die and you go somewhere and you haven't resolved something and you got to fix some stuff and you're really angry or you live with your nightmare forever. They go into this place, they call it the further, and they usually have a lantern and they walk around. And they are accosted by variety. And the, the thing is, yeah, and the demons live off live people. So they immediately smell, feel, know that there are live people in the further. The thing about this is, so they they take um, Dalton to a hypnotist who apparently is really good because this was nine years ago. He doesn't remember anything. Dad doesn't remember anything because they were the two that are mainly involved here. And yet both of them have been having these weird nightmares. And this is where Patrick Wilson's, I think, um, he's a pretty decent director. There's a scene where he's sitting in a this car. This is the first movie he's directed, is it? I think it is. Oh, so it's his debut. Okay. Well, I don't know if he's done another stuff, but he, um, he's sitting in a car and he's thinking about, he just left the funeral. His, his mother has passed away. And there's an, uh, something in the back of the mirror, you know, in the, not the rear view mirror, but we can see something on the, the other side of the car, uh, the rear window of the car. And, see, I, yeah. I'm getting the creeps just imagining and this. And it's, it's a shadowy figure, and we're not sure. And then he, he kind of turns, and then it, it's closer. Oh, yeah. do you like that kind of? Because well, I saw that in the trailer. There's a, a thing in the trailer where he walks in a door, and it's outside the door, and then they do that camera turn where he's turning around, and suddenly the dude's right there, too. They do a or lot of that, and, and that's kind of a trope that I think is almost over. It's the, the whole mirror, and then you look back, and there it is. You know, uh, That's been done a thousand the times. The jump scare. Yeah, and there are several of those in this movie. But what I did like about this was that they both come to realize Dalton's now in college, and he's trying to face whatever it is in his past that he can't remember. And his art teacher is trying to make him go back and, you know, get into his subconscious and really dig deep and all that. When that's where the stuff starts to come out and he paints a red door. Uh, this sounds like Star Trek Picard season three. Uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> well, and Dad's well, trying I mean, to figure it out. A couple of the things sound like it. But. So Dad's trying to figure it out. Dalton's trying to figure it out. And they both realize, and they're at odds because, you know, their lives have kind of gone completely off the rails so it it's it actually has a redemptive feel to it. It, it like you know that they finally face their demons 
and and how that all transpires. It still to me is scary as heck, but I've been told that it's more a redemptive film rather than a scary film. Well, it's the original cast from Insidious Two. I'm just looking up the release date on Insidious Two. That was ten years ago. Yeah. So. These are the same cast, 10 years old. They don't have to recast. They don't have to... I don't know about the kid, but maybe. Uh, I think it is. And Rose Byrne is in Rose this. Rose Byrne, Patrick Wilson. She's ja, uh, yeah, barely in it. Oh, really? Because yeah. she seemed more prominent in the and trailer. The, and the crazy lady, the Trammell, uh, she's only Ty in Ty Simpkins is Dalton. Yeah. Was that who he was in this one, too? Uh, I... Oh, in the original? Yeah. yeah. It's the same kid there. Oh, okay. Cool. Hey, wh- why in the Insidious logo is the S and the I red? Is there some significance in the movie for that? Well, I mean, the red door, the whole, everything has sort of a, when it's getting crazy, the, it's All red. the letters in Insidious is white, except for SI. And in all the different movies, SI is red. I just didn't know if there was significance. I haven't seen any of them. You'd have to ask the marketing okay. people. I have no idea. Well, my daughter is a huge fan of Insidious, which I was dismayed to learn at the dinner table. <laughs> well, I said, oh, the so other movie this week is Insidious, the red door. Oh, can I go? Can I go? I said, well, thankfully, I mean, uh, unfortunately, they didn't screen it for critics. So. Well, it's, it's how you react to terror. Some people are enthralled by it. Other people are horrified by it. <sighs> yeah. And I'm more of the horrified. And same here. And But I can see where it you know stimulates the brain. You're all excited. It's like, ah, some people might feel exhilarated by that i do not share that uh but this is good it's a b okay uh, b for uh, insidious the red door and it's rated pg-13, PG-13. so PG-13. if you were concerned about content at the very least they back off on some of what they could do yeah well but I, it doesn't I'm mean that a 13 year old is not going to have nightmares right well you can do a lot of stuff without being you know r-rated yeah okay and still, I think, in fact, it's more effective in a PG-13 setting than an R. Okay. Insidious, The Red Door, PG-13, and that's the other big movie in of fact, the this week. In fact, this will be the number one movie, next. You think it's going to be Joyride? <laughs> I do. I, I think it is going to be Joyride. <laughs> because that at least has, I mean, Insidious has a track It record. does have a following. That's yeah. a good point. The Movie Show. <laughs> it's a It's real. On KSL News Radio. It's real. The movie show, It's Real too. Andy Farnsworth in uh, with Steve Sales looking at this delicious pizza that uh, Doug Wright sent so graciously. The biggest pizza I've ever seen. It's from the pie. Is this like their 45-inch? It's their big size. Yeah, it's their big size. They can't even cut it into slices. They have to cut it in a grid. That's how big it is. Oh, well... Steve, we're going to switch things up a little bit here. Uh, Are we? We are, um, because we want to make sure we have enough time for a proper episode of Telephone Torture. We're going to bump that. Wow, you really are channeling Doug, aren't you? Yeah, because we got to have the right time. I mean, we put a lot. I mean, we put literally minutes into getting this ready. That's pretty standard. And if it takes us more minutes to get it ready than it takes to actually execute it. Then it feels like that's an imbalance that we need to correct. So what we're going to do here is a new segment we want to do on the movie show called The Worst Thing I Watched This Week. Do we have a sound? We've covered the hits. And we've talked about the best. Now it's time for The Worst Thing We Watched This Week. You know, we don't. we watch a lot of stuff and not all of it is a winner. That's have you ever watched something and said, how did this get a green light? Oh, often. Although today I'm having a trouble thinking of one of those awfuls. Oh, I'm not having any trouble well, at I all. Can, okay, yeah. Ironically, the first week that we debut, the worst thing I watched this week, it also happens to be what we also called our big movie of the week. And for me, Steve, this was Joyride. Should we play the sound clip from it again? 
Sure. Let's, let's see if we, we nice yeah, see if we chuckle at it at all. Best friend trip. This is going to be iconic. You do understand this is a work trip for me. Audrey, I got you. Look at me. If you do not know where you come from, how do you know who you are? I'm just a garbage American who only speaks English. And a little golem. My precious. Okay, yeah, she say- also speaks a, a whole lot of nasty. It just reminded me, though, of the best part of this movie was when they were trying to get on a plane to go to Korea, and they had to pretend like they were K-pop stars, and Deadeye was doing the... <laughs> and well, yeah, and they sing a Cardi B song, which... Yeah, this is wow. also nasty. Yeah, so uh, it, the worst thing I watched was Joyride, because I've never seen something so filthy this year, and so it immediately shot down to the bottom. It's the worst rating that I've given a movie this year. I gave it... A generous one and a half, only because I liked a little bit of. Um, I, I thought some of the story was was actually interesting and had potential and possibilities, and they even managed to execute that a little bit as well. When uh, one of the characters learns something about themselves that they didn't know, um, then it, it, it kind of changes the tenor of what she was looking for in the movie, mm. and then how they pulled that off, I thought was actually kind of sweet, and. There were some legitimately non-gross funny moments. Well, you've realized what you've just done. You've what? now r- lowered expectations so low. Oh, the people are going to love it. <laughs> and they're going to call in on the show on our 35-second hey. thing and call us idiots. If so. you can say a 35-second review of Joyride, of how much you liked it and why, and you are able to refrain from using any of the vulgarity that's in Joyride, I say... Is I that, applaud you. Is that your golf clap? Yeah, well, no, I was trying to figure out where. I, mean, I usually have a big mic in front of me instead of a headset, so I was trying wait, where do I clap for that to come across? Uh, yeah, I, I have to admit that that was a painful movie for me, mainly because I love these characters so much that I really was hoping that they would deliver something more. And so the di- disappointment is what really bugs me. And the fact that they really went low. I mean, low, low, low. Yeah, they. You, I remember you were talking to the studio rep when we finished. They said, "You said, so here's the line," and they crossed it. Is that? What? And they crossed it over and over and over. Oh no! Again. I said they went to the edge of the cliff. Oh, the edge of the and cliff. And then they all jumped. And it's too bad because I did. I liked each of the actresses uh, who who played the, the the main four characters. Stephanie Sue was in. Uh, um, yeah, everything. Crazy everywhere. Rich Asians. She was in everything. Ever. She was the daughter, I think. In yeah, yeah. And I had never seen. Um, uh, the character of oh, is it Audrey? Oh, shoot, where did I put my my list? Uh, Ashley, uh, Ashley Park, who played Audrey. That's the first time I'd seen her. I think they got her off Broadway. Yeah, she was really talented. Oh, and, she's excellent. And Sabrina Wu, who played Deadeye, I thought she was hilarious, especially when she kind of you know realized that K-pop was her thing, and she just blossomed. Oh yeah, and you know she was just looking for friends. So and but in Lola, she was the probably the naughtiest. That's Sherry Cola. Is that really That's a great that's her, that's her actress name, Sherry Cola. She was uh, I liked her character, but she I don't know. It's just but this it was off the chart. So for me, the worst thing you said that you had a couple of other things that you were thinking of that might have competed for worst thing. Now we should point out too before you do that, there will be weeks. This doesn't necessarily mean the worst thing I watched this week doesn't necessarily mean that it's all you know a floating Snickers in the Caddyshack pool. It's. <laughs> Uh, it's. It just means some weeks there might be four. We, we only have four or five things, and all of them are good. And this is just the worst of the four things. Yeah. Okay. So it, it'd be it'd be the outlaws. 
Okay. Uh, and I, I like that better than you, it seems. Yeah, I, I just thought, this is dumb. This is so dumb. Just, I mean, it's almost like Keystone Cops and over-the-top, you know, Croatian bad lady who I will kill you and all your family. Shut up. <laughs> was she Croatian? I actually didn't know what she was. I, I thought she was. <laughs> Serbian, Croatian, sorry, I just maligned her all of Eastern Europe, but she was just so, and like, oh, you think you owed me one million? You owe me five million. The VIG went way up. You know, like that. Okay. So the for you, the Outlaws was a, a, a second to uh, Joyride. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Still, Joyride was more disappointing than Outride. And you know Outlaw. what? Because we're in the evolution process of the movie show, I just had an idea. Uh-oh. We should ask people to text us what they thought was the worst thing they watched this week. Because that's a great way. I guarantee you somebody's going to say Dial of Destiny. Uh, uh, no, I know. And that's fine. It'll be interesting to see who people write that. So 57500, the KSL text line. By the way, we also want you to become part of the movie show club. You'll get a text every week that will remind you when we're on. You'll get uh, really? chances. Yeah. They do. Gustavo things? does work, man. Man, I thought he just kind of sat there and snickered. No, 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 no. Gustavo is the unsung hero of the movie show. And so we're going to sung him. Gonna He'll sneak, be a sung a hero of the movie G show. Sneaky G is going to get some love. Sneaky G. <laughs> Gustavo does great work. So we, uh, But here's the thing. Uh, 575, text the word movie to 57500 to become part of the movie show club. Okay. That will also be the place where you can enter contests, additional contests that we'll have for movie show club listeners. Uh, but 57500, if you just want to text us, what's the worst thing you saw this week? We might just read that on the and air. Andy's patiently looking at every one of those and... The KSL Movie Show. <laughs> Telephone torture. Welcome back to the Movie Show. It is time for Telephone Torture. Now, this was one of Doug's favorite things. Oh, he lived for this. Yes, he did. And so, you know, we've made some tweaks and some changes. And, you know, uh -oh. we're, we're mulling over some things about telephone torture. But we're going to do it Doug style for this week, at the very least. We are? Yeah, we'll, we'll still... We'll still have wieners and losers just oh, okay. this week. We'll, we'll see about that. But again, we've got a lot. Out, you know, we got we've paid a lot in marketing to focus group and you know workshops and things. Lies. Uh, and uh, and but we're going to still do telephone torture regardless. But this week's telephone torture. The number you need to call is. I actually don't know the number you need to call. I probably should have had that written it's down. A niner. <laughs> I get a niner in there somewhere. <laughs> five seven five. What talk? Come uh, on, help me out here. Yeah. Back in the studio. Five seven five talk. Five seven five talk. If you they're want already to be part on there. Of I know Trust there. Me. We got our we got our we got our regulars. But again, uh, as we have done with telephone torture over the last little bit, you've got to earn your prizes worth up to dollars. That's right. And what is the prize pack? Ah, yes, it is a uh, bucket of popcorn. It has two drinks. It has two tickets at the Megaplex theaters. Any of the theaters that you want to go to, whatever's close to you. So, you know. so anywhere from like essentially Nevada all the way up to uh, Ogden. Yeah. That's great. So, and this, is, of course, Telephone Torture is sponsored by our good friends at Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters. Okay. So, this time we're going to we're going to tweak it. Last time we did it, we, we had different sound clips from different movies. Okay. This time we're going to narrow it to one movie. This time the torture is going to be, did you know what it was and you said the wrong thing? Or did you know what it was and you just didn't get on? Okay. And somebody else guessed it right. So it's one movie, but... It is one movie, but we will have clues, which include sound drops. In this case, we have one. So this is the only clue that we will give you to start for telephone torture today, and that is 
this being the week of the 4th of July, we've decided to spotlight a patriotic-type movie. Okay. I'm not going to give you any other hint besides that. It is a patriotic-type movie. So we're going to pop quiz you. Do we have someone on the line? Is our first caller here ready? Who's this? Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Michael. Michael, welcome. You're the first contestant on Telephone Torture. I'm going to ask you a question, and you've got a couple of seconds in order to tell me the answer. We won't give you too long. But if you don't get it, then the next person comes on and we'll give another clue for the movie up until we have given five clues and hopefully have a big wiener. So they're going to be obscure and less obscure? They will get less obscure as it goes along. So. Okay. Uh, Michael, let's hope. But maybe, you know what? Maybe you'll know this. So, here's your first clue, Michael. Are you ready? Yep. This movie won seven Oscars, including Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Actor. Oh, I already know. No, I don't. <laughs> Steve doesn't know. Okay, Michael. Oh, that's the clue? That's the clue. This, this movie won seven Oscars, including Best Picture, Director, and Actor. Michael, what do you think it is? The Sound of Music. The Sound of Music, unfortunately, is incorrect. So what does that make you, Michael? A loser. Oh, no. Corey, that was your cue. Oh, I'm a loserizer? All right. Thank you, Michael. Okay. Who do we have on the line now? Who? who who's this? Contestant number two. Who's this? I think we have scared them off, Steve. Yeah, that was the hardest clue ever. Well, it's supposed to be. I thought they were supposed to be quotes from the movie. No, no, we'll get to that, too. Oh. We're going to have a lot of different... It's not just going to be quotes from the movie, because that's way too hard in the preparation. <laughs> I'm trying to spare Gustavo just a little bit. All, All right. right. Hello, who's this? Are, are people afraid now? <laughs> I think I have scared them, them off somehow. This is going to be easier. Go ahead, get on the line. All Come. right, so 575-TALK is the number. Uh, you... We've scared them to where they've actually hung up. All right, let's get a next one. Who do we got? Right now, Doug is somewhere laughing at us. He is laughing. He's like, ah, you thought mine was a train. Hello, 575-TALK, the number. You could win a fabulous prize from the Megaplex. Tickets. I think everybody wants to be number five, so they keep hanging up hoping that they're the next one. Huh. Well, how do we fix this? Well, what is talk? 8255? I don't know. Yeah, that sounds right. No. Okay. All right. Hello. Who's this? It's Vicky. Vicky. Welcome, Vicky. You are well, welcome, Andy. Well, thank you. Aww. All right. So you heard the last clue. I'm not going to read the last clue. I'm going to give you the next clue. So we're hoping that people are paying attention. It's better be a lot easier. The main character of this movie and the actor who plays him share the same first name. Oh. I'm just going to throw out 4th of July. 4th of July. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. Vicki, thank you for trying, but you are a... Loser. You lose. Good day, sir. Or madam. All right. Next clue, number three. Do we have a contestant here? Contestant number three on the on the telephone torture. Somebody, this? somebody knows this one now. They got I did Michael again. Michael oh, is going to take another yeah. shot at it, Michael. Hit, Come back, good. kid. All right. L- clue number three. Legend has it 
that when the movie was screened on military bases in the U.S., many soldiers in the audience would often stand up and snap to attention when they heard the movie's opening line, Ten Hut, not realizing <laughs> that the movie had started. Okay, I'm going to guess one of my favorite military movies, Patton. That is correct, wow. Michael. Patton. Wow. <laughs> well yes. Done. Well done. Now, I do want to play the, the next clue because I do want to give this next clue. The next clue, if you hadn't got this, Michael, the next clue for the next listener would have been this movie features this soundbite that the movie show has used for many years. times. Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser. Yeah, that's the easy one. So, Michael, Americans love you. Yes. And they apparently do not tolerate <laughs> well, the rest. They, they love you now. They did not love you about two calls ago. <laughs> Okay. Well, congratulations. Is this our, is this our Michael? Michael yes. Reagan? Oh, no. Oh, no. Different. <laughs> Different Michael. Well, Michael, congratulations. Stay on the line. You've won our movie show prize pack. Uh, and Which is only it. fitting considering how many gifts he's brought to the movie show. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. He's, he's a beloved member of this. Well, Michael, that means you're experienced. So why don't you yeah. take us out of telephone torture? Okay, let's welcome to the show the chairman of the board, Old Blue Eyes. Thanks, Michael. Got a little jumpy on the the prank there. Uh, We'll we'll get it all figured out. First movie show, New Era. All right. I think Doug probably enjoyed that more. Because Because we flailed around, whereas, yeah. We were the inflatable guys. Yes, we did. Radio speaking, we were those guys that they blow the air through that uh, flop all over the place. So, well, that was fun. Patton, good week, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And if nobody had gotten it, then the final question, Steve. This movie is the story of a famous World War II general, George S. Oh, no kidding. (laughs) If you didn't get that one. Then George Steve S. Would Custer. <laughs> they haven't made a movie about him yet. Why don't we Custer? have an epic Custer movie? I'm sure we have. No. We need a modern remake, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for listening for Telephone Torture. We're here at Sound Sleep Medical on the movie show as we uh, as we approach the end of our first uh, our first new show together with Steve and I. Movie reviews and Hollywood news. The KSL Movie Show into the final segment of this first new edition of the KSL Movie Show. Andy Farnsworth and Steve Sales. Steve, we've talked about a lot of movies. Oh, no kidding. And yet, the biggest movie between now and next movie show actually comes out between now and next movie show. Yeah, it comes out on the on uh, on Wednesday, and it is Mission Impossible Dead, Dead Reckoning, Reckoning Part 1. And they make Part 1 very ro- prominent. It's not like Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning and then suddenly there's a to-be-continued at the end. And by the way, they've shot most of the second one except for a huge scene in the middle of the movie they still have to do. Oh, okay. So that one's almost done. Well, let's hope that uh, that means it doesn't get delayed by the writer's strike well, or that's the, the, delay the right actor's now. strike. Uh, it, where are we on the actor's strike? Have you read anything on that this week? Uh, the actor's not uh, not as worried about it as I am the the writers they've just completely ignored them the actors will get worked out that's because they're too important 
So are the writers. Yeah, I was going to say, I've gotten, as I've gotten along, I'm starting to have a much greater respect for the writers as I understand how all this stuff works. Well, Tom Cruise is one of the writers on Mission Impossible, so he can't even suggest anything to change if they're shooting right now. They can't change a word because he's listed as a writer. That's interesting. It's it's messed up. Do you think, well, but I'm just going to say this. People monitoring. I was like, Tom Cruise is a very dedicated man to his craft. Could you envision a scenario in which he's like, look, we'll just do this, and we just won't tell anybody? <laughs> well, that's entirely possible. But I'll, I'll just say this. For those who've been looking forward to this movie, oh, boy, are you in for a joyride. I saw it and last not, night. Not this joyride, but a, <laughs> You're getting for much better than joyride is what you're getting for. You're not going to believe what they do with a train, and all of that stuff is really done. Running on the top of the train, Practical fighting. effects. At 50 miles an hour, it's actually happening. It's long. We'll get into that. But it is two hours and 47 minutes. Didn't feel long to me. Well, it may not feel long watching it, but if you've drank a lot of soda, you'll notice. Well, don't do that. That's what I remember first time I saw Titanic. Sippy. Was pretty sure the color had changed by the time the movie was (laughs) over is what I thought. But but Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, that opens Wednesday, Mm -hmm. July 12th. um, And the screening I was at last night. Applause at the end. My teen daughter thought it was great. You I, saw it on IMAX too, didn't you? I did. See, I didn't see it on at IMAX. the Jordan Commons IMAX, which I love. And I got the up upstairs on the balcony, like those front seats on the balcony upstairs. Wow. I like that even better than the luxury recliners that are down. See, on the, the back row right behind those front seats are because the bar sometimes oh, gets in the way. Short enough that you... oh, we're gonna go there, huh? Okay. Well, no, no, I only said that because that's what one of the studio reps told me last night. Well, there's a couple of people who that's just a little too high. But even for me, the the bar was just barely at the bottom of the screen. So that sounds like no, no, no. I am not okay, gonna so... go there. But at any rate. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. We'll have a full review next week where we'll talk about a few other things, plus some additional behind the news, like uh, some of the tidbits you were giving me after today. I didn't realize a couple of the things after I'd seen the movie. Oh, yeah. No, there's some cool stuff. And that'll be the big movie next week for sure. But this week, Joy Club or Joyride, Joy, okay. not so much. So rapid fire. Let's just go down the list really okay. quick. For you, Joyride? Joyride, mm, not so good. <laughs> okay. For me, Joyride was also terrible. Okay. Worst thing I saw this week also. Uh, Insidious, the Red Door. Yes, if you're a fan, go. Okay, I didn't see that one. The lesson I didn't see. Definitely yes. Okay, Kevin, and this is for you. The lesson. The lesson. Uh, the Outlaws on Netflix. Eh. You were mid. I thought it was pretty funny, especially if you like Adam Sandler type humor, which is who it was. His production company that made it. Wham on streaming. Wham, yes. Okay, shockingly yes. And Sound of Freedom. Which Sound of Freedom, yes. Day on the 4th of July. Leave your politics at home and just go watch the movie. Yes, it's a, it's a movie you ought to see. It's a problem that needs to be more widely known about. Yeah. It'll make you uncomfortable, but it's the it's not trying to make you uncomfortable just for the sake of making you uncomfortable. And it's actually well done. All right. And then on streaming, Lincoln Lawyer? Lincoln Lawyer, yes. Hijack? Uh, high definite, definite yes. And then we didn't get to it, but quickly on the horror of Dolores Roach coming to Netflix. Yeah, if you is ever want a sympathetic uh, serial killer, this is the one. Oh. I mean, she gets painted into a corner to the point where she has no choice, and then they you know, they do a little, uh, what's that butcher show from? Uh, oh, uh, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. There's a little Sweeney Todd and a little fried green tomato going on in here. Uh, okay, well, you drove me away on that one. So have <laughs> some more pizza. Oh, oh, yeah, no, that's great. Thank you so much. Okay, so that was a rapid fire. Uh, we thank you so much for listening to us today. I'm Dave Cauley. 
investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.